0: Hello, my name's Professor Chris Edwards from the University of Southampton, and I'm happy to present highlights from Saturday at the ACR Convergence 2020 on behalf of the Cytokine Signalling Forum. As with previous years, there's a huge amount of data and the variety of abstracts is always really promising to see. So I'd just like to highlight a small selection of the abstracts presented which related to cytokine signalling blockade. There were four interesting posters focusing on data from upadocitinib and filgotinib in psoriatic arthritis and spondyloarthropathies during the Spondyloarthritis Including Psoriatic Arthritis Treatment Poster 2 session. The first poster I'd like to highlight is from CSF Steering Committee Chair Professor Ian McInnes and his colleagues. This study analysed data from two Phase 3 studies in patients with psoriatic arthritis to have a look at the impact of upadocitinib on pain. All patients had inadequate responses to non-biologic or biologic DMAs. So this is abstract 0896. The background to this is that upadacitinib has demonstrated safety and efficacy effects in patients with psoriatic arthritis already in the Select Psoriatic Arthritis 1 and 2 studies. And this study was aimed at looking at whether that efficacy, Uh, was also present for uh, endpoints such as pain, looking at upadacitinib versus placebo, and also adalimumab. Now, in both studies, more patients receiving upadacitinib at both of the treatment doses had sustained improvements in most pain endpoints, and that's throughout uh, to week 24. Interestingly, in the select PSA1 study, there was a higher proportion of patients who were receiving the higher dose of upadacitinib, 30 milligrams, versus adalimumab, 40 milligrams, achieved sustained improvements in pain. So this gives us some more information about the effect of upadacitinib on pain, uh, its efficacy over placebo, and gives us some, also some more information uh, about the different doses of upadacitinib and effects versus adalimumab as well. So the second poster I'd like to highlight is from Professor Laura Coates and colleagues and this open label extension analyzed the long term effects of filgotinib in patients with psoriatic arthritis up to 100 weeks. This is abstract 0907 and this uh, looks at the background of the equator study, which was a randomized double blind placebo controlled trial of filgotinib in active psoriatic arthritis. And this study reported on the findings of an interim analysis of equator two at week 100. And it allowed us to look at safety and tolerability, but also at efficacy endpoints as well. So the key results were that the safety and tolerability of filgotinib was similar at week 100 to week 52. And we can look at response rates at week 100 for all patients. So for uh, MDA, minimal disease activity, that was 31.3% of patients achieved this. And then for ACR 20, 50 and 70, respectively, we can see figures of 60%, 43.5% and 29%. So this showed that filgotinib at a 200 milligram dose looked like it was well tolerated up to week 100 and it had not just a uh, uh, decent efficacy, but also a uh, comparable safety profile as well. So the next study same authors, and it also focuses on data from the Equator trials. In this study, the authors analyzed the effect of filgotinib on the complete resolution of enthesitis in psoriatic arthritis. So here's abstract 0910, uh, and this is an open-label long-term extension study of Equator. It's with patients who were receiving filgotinib of 200 milligrams a day from uh, week 16. And this allowed us to look specifically at clinical enthesitis. And this was done in a couple of different ways, uh, using the Leeds enthesitis index uh, and also allowing us to use the Spondyloarthritis uh, Research Consortium of Canada uh, scoring system as well. So what was the key results uh, in terms of effects uh, on enthesitis? Well, the proportion of patients with clinical resolution of enthesitis in both the filgotinib and placebo uh, groups improved over time. But specifically at week 52, almost 80% of filgotinib patients and around 64% of placebo achieved uh, the Leeds enthesitis index uh, resolution using that score to show the improvement of enthesitis. And also at week 52, uh, uh, 76.4% of filgotinib uh, and just under 65% of placebo achieved uh, resolution of enthesitis using the SPARC scoring system. So this allows us to look at filgotinib and its effect on an important aspect of psoriatic arthritis, that is uh, enthesitis. So moving on now to look at spondyloarthritis in a study from Dr Walter Maximovich and colleagues, This post hoc analysis of the Tortuga trial analyzed the impact of filgotinib on structural lesions in the sacroiliac joints in patients with ankylosing spondylitis. So this study aims to look at the effect of filgotinib on inflammation within the sacroiliac joints and it's been previously shown in the Tortuga trial that filgotinib reduced inflammation in patients with ankylosing spondylitis. And this now is a post hoc analysis. And what it wanted to look at was MRI measures of both structural change and inflammation within the sacroiliac joints and compare those to the clinical parameters. So was clinical disease activity related to the structural and inflammatory changes within the sacroiliac joints? And the key results were that at week 12, changes in erosion scores, positively correlated with change in the SPARC and MRI uh, joint inflammation scores and this shows this link between inflammation and structural changes, shows them occurring together and shows their link to clinical features as well. So the take home from this is that filgotinib was associated with a decrease in sacroiliac joint inflammation compared to placebo uh, and this correlated with decreases in uh, sacroiliac joint erosions as well. Thank you for tuning in to the CSF's daily highlights. We hope it's been informative. Look out for tomorrow's edition available on our website, cytokinesignalling.com, and on YouTube at Cytokine Signalling Forum. The CSF is providing extensive coverage of the ACR Convergence 2020 on the CSF website. You can find our full abstract search and recommendations in our highlights brochure, which is available now. Look out for presentations from authors of notable papers, as well as our CME highlights of the ACR course, where we go into more detail on some of the most notable abstracts presented.